0: Mary Mac Bakehouse has started a newsletter. To subscribe, just go to com and enter your email address. You will receive one newsletter a week about news from Standing Chimney, Mary Mac Bakehouse, and every other week an exclusive recipe from this podcast. That's com.
1: Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today, we're going to tell you about an Italian recipe that is great if you have a garden, because if you have a garden, then you got a chambata, okay? <laughs> oh, we've been dying to say that all this time. Um, this is a recipe for a dish that is called chambata, which in Italian, it's kind of like a slang term or a regional term in Italian, and this dish comes from southern Italy. I believe it's very popular. I think everything, though, it always says when you're looking at something that it's popular in Calabria. It's a dish from southern Italy.
0: I think they might put that on websites because it's fun to say Calabria. Calabria. It's also... It might not not be popular there, but it's fun to say. It is fun to to say, say, and it's
1: also fun to say. Chambara, which you'll now be able to use this word because this is like, like I said, it's a regional or a slang term, and it means a mess, Okay. So like if um, if something is is uh, just a bunch of stuff thrown together or garbled or like like, for example, if somebody's telling you a story and it's all garbled and out of order and confusing, you can say that they're just talking like Chambada. It's a mess. They're talking in a mess.
0: You walk into your child's room, there's laundry all over the place. You go, what is this yeah, Chambada? So you could
1: use it all the time. So it's such a great word.
0: <laughs> so what
1: is Chambada the food? It's basically one of those dishes that it's when everything's on in your garden, everything, you got everything's ready. So many different vegetables are ready. So you take all those vegetables and you make dinner with them. So what this is, is it's a super stew or it can also be made into a shugo, which is a sauce that's made from fresh vegetables, fresh tomatoes. So it can also be made into a shugo, but it is basically, it's a bunch of vegetables that are sauteed and cooked together, and you can serve them several ways. They can either be first course soup kind of a thing. They can be a main course stew. This can be a main course stew. It's very common, I guess, to add um, seafood to this dish. So mussels or shrimp or something like that um, can be added to it. Meat can be added. Sausage is another common thing that's added to this dish, but you don't need that at all. It's just basically kind of like an Italian vegetable soup, but cooked more than... Like if you made vegetable soup, you wouldn't cook it until it was totally... Everything was soft. Okay, so... You don't do that. I guess this is a thing that it's compared to a lot of times is like sort of like a ratatouille to where it has eggplant, you know, I guess um, that's what Anna was asking me. What is the thing? What is the thing of this recipe? And the, the, like, the foundational rule of chimbada is that it would have eggplant or zucchini or both and tomatoes in it. So it's that, that sort of a thing. So it's like, you know, when, you're, when your squash is on, when your eggplant is on, when your tomatoes are on and everything's on at the same time, then you would make this dish. And you can put any vegetable basically in this. You could put any kind of vegetable, even root vegetables in this. The one thing that you will not find, however, I, very rarely I'll say in Italian cooking and never in French cooking is you will never find corn because corn is considered an animal food. So you would very rarely find that that vegetable in an Italian or especially French. The French won't use it, but in Italian food you don't find that. So what I did, the chimbada that I made was made with what I had on hand. And that's what's really nice about it too, is you make it with what you have on hand or what you got at the farmer's market, you know, something like that. All fresh vegetables. The only thing that was not a fresh vegetable in my jambata was I used one small can of tomato paste. So this is how you make it. It's very simple to make. It takes about probably altogether maybe an hour and a half to two hours start to finish. That's vegetable prep and everything. But once you get it going, then you just let it simmer and it goes pretty fast. So you can also, uh, one of the things that once you have this made, Sometimes potatoes are put in it to make it a little bit heartier. And that's the thing. Sometimes pasta is put into it. So it's like a stew with pasta in it. So it'd be like real thick or what you might call a pasta dish normally, you know. I had it with potato gnocchi. So I cooked the gnocchi and then um, and um I tossed it in olive oil. And then we put that in a, in the bottom of the bowl and then topped it with the chambata And it was very good. It's very good like that. And it's all, so it's all vegetables. So really, this is a vegan dish because there's nothing in it but vegetables. But you could put cheese on it. Often people cook it with a cheese rind in it or they put Romano cheese or Parmesan, yuck cheese, but (laughs) Romano. I did put some Romano on ours when it was done cooking, but you don't need to do that. So this can be like an all vegetable meal with a pasta or something like that. And it's really good and very filling and hearty. So here we go. How do you make it? First of all, you need a really big skillet or a Dutch oven, stovetop Dutch oven. And what you're going to do is you're going to take about two tablespoons of olive oil and saute one whole onion, chopped, and two to three cloves of garlic, minced. Put that in and start to saute it. And then you can get your next three items that are going in ready. You're going to have an eggplant, not a real big eggplant. I would say like, I don't know, maybe like a, about an average size eggplant, not one of those giant, giant eggplants. Um, so peel that and cube it. Throw that in the skillet. Take your zucchini, leave the skin on your zucchini, cube that, throw it in the skillet. Your yellow squash, cut it down the middle and take the seeds out of it. Cube that and throw it in. And stir those around and get them going. You might have to add a little more olive oil. I added a little more a couple times when I thought it was looking a little bit like the. The big problem is the eggplant is like a sponge, so it sucks it all in. You know, so once you start cooking that, it'll suck it all up. But it does break down later on, so it kind of gives it back. But while you're trying to sauté things, you might need more olive oil in your pan.
0: And if you don't have if you don't have squash or you don't have eggplant it's okay to just leave one of those out? Yeah, that's right.
1: Have. Right, yes. This is just how I made it. This is also one of those recipes where everybody makes it their own way with what they like. So, like I said, the basics of it is it usually always has zucchini, eggplant, and tomato. So, if you didn't have an eggplant or you didn't have a zucchini, one or the other, that's fine. You know, but that's kind of the basics. But these are all the things I just happened to have in my kitchen when I made it. So, you get all that going. Now you need... Two to three normal-sized bell peppers or a Whopper-sized one like I had that was was enormous. Clean that and cut that up into like half-inch squares. Throw that in and cook it. Get get it going. You want everything to get heated up. Now, you need five or six large tomatoes or 12 small tomatoes or like Roma tomatoes, 12 Roma tomatoes. You're going to clean those and also cube those. Cut them into about half-inch squares. If you want to take the seeds out, fine. If you don't, fine. It doesn't matter. You don't have to peel them. You can throw them in like that. And just chop up your tomatoes and put those all in. Now, once your tomatoes are in there, what I did was I turned the heat down a little bit and put the lid on it and let it simmer for about 15 or 20 minutes until the juice was coming up off the tomatoes real good. And you could like see that the juice was coming up real good. And then once it got to be where it was just bubbling lightly, I um, opened a small can of tomato paste and put that in. I didn't add more water to it. I just put the tomato paste in. And what it did was blended with the vegetable juices, which there was a lot of, and um, blended with the vegetable juices and got a little bit thick, not super thick. So then I put that in and then I added two or three teaspoons of dried basil. You could use fresh basil, which you'd probably use like a fourth cup packed fresh basil. Chop that up real good and put that in, salt and pepper to taste. Not a ton, but salt and pepper to taste. And I let that simmer a little bit, and then I put in a small can of mushrooms. I forgot to add that. I I had mushrooms, so I put in a small can of mushrooms. You could also use fresh mushrooms store-bought, you know, if you wanted to, like an eight-ounce package of fresh mushrooms cleaned and sliced. So I threw those in and let that cook. If you want to add potatoes to this to make it more like a stew, Scrub three or four potatoes and you can leave the skin on and cube those up into like like maybe a one-inch cube and put them in when you're putting in the eggplant, zucchini, and yellow squash or if you're using those before tomatoes to saute them a little bit. But like I said, you don't have to put potatoes in this. So once you get your seasonings in there, down to your mushrooms and everything, stir it up, put the lid on it, and then let it cook for about... 45 minutes to an hour and just keep stirring it every once in a while and it get it'll get to be like a nice thick saucy vegetable looking conglomeration or chambata mess in your pan. It's just all kinds of vegetables in there and it had the flavors the flavors that develop are so good from this. It's just really good. Now like I said, if you want to use this as a stew like Serve it with some really good Italian bread, some nice crusty bread, and you can serve it as a stew. If you want to serve it as a soup, you can add more water to it and thin it down a little bit, and you'll have a soup. And this, it, it's kind of neat because as you saute those vegetables, they start to break down, especially like the zucchini. You'll get kind of creamy in there, and and um, your squash and stuff, and it'll it, it's very flavorful, but it's not like a typical vegetable soup where everything is easily identifiable, you know. Um, But if you want to serve it as a soup, that works too. I really like this as a sauce over gnocchi or pasta. It's really good. Um, That type of sauce, like I said, that's called a shugo. And a shugo is basically a sauce that's made with fresh vegetables, typically fresh tomatoes and garlic and basil. But you can also add other things to uh, a shugo style of a sauce. So over the potato gnocchi, it was really, really good. It was like the perfect addition, you know, to have it in there with the, with the potato. It was very, very good. And and one thing about chimbata is there's not, like technically, there's not a recipe for it. It's one of those things that everybody makes it the way they make it. Like everybody has their own special recipe for their little mess, you know? So I was thinking, you know, how in certain areas of the United States, when you have a lot of something, they call it a mess. Like you have a mess of a certain vegetable or people catch a lot of fish, they might call it a mess of fish. So when they have a lot of something, they might refer to that as a mess. And I thought that could be where that comes from too. When you have, you know, you might hear that in the South that somebody has a whole mess of whatever, you know. I can remember my grandma saying stuff like that. Go pick a mess of green beans and I'll make them for supper, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So, so, but like I said, this isn't, this isn't one of those things that has a recipe, really. It's basically, it's basically, I don't know if it's even a, it's kind of like a technique or it's, it's just an opportunity to make a really vegetable intensive dish. And that makes such a flavorful sauce you know because you have all those flavors blended in but yet the vegetables are still there you know you see them so like i said it's common for fish or shellfish to be added to this it's common for sausage to be added to it it's one of those sort of things i even saw a recipe somebody said when he was little they they called it frankfurter chambata because his mom would cut up leftover hot dogs into it <laughs> so that was a doozy there but it's, one, it's just one of those things that's, you know, it's good. It's a way to use up a lot of vegetables if you were trying to think of something different to do for supper. And uh, really, you could serve this over pasta. You could serve it over rice. You could serve it, you know, anyway, there's a lot of ways to serve it. Great leftover. Excellent leftover. As you know, I love a good leftover. And it's, uh, it's very tasty. So if you have a garden and everything's just about coming to an end, and you have all this stuff left over that you're tired of eating in different ways, try this way because that's kind of where I was at when I made it, and it was really good. <laughs> so I hope you give it a try,
0: and make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast and Mobile Mary Mac, and on our website MaryMacPodcast dot com and at Standing Chimney, the first Saturday of every month.
1: Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.